you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant. You know the deal. Still vaccinated, still dodging variants like Neo in the Matrix. Uh, as always, we are joined by producer Justin, producer Hytham, uh, and the specialist, which, by the way, I feel like producer Justin and the specialist would be a kick-ass name for, like, a band or something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, like a... Like a 70s type band? Yeah, yeah. You know, like they play in local lounges around your area and stuff like that. It's like, you know, they're like a local sensation. Everybody's like, we got to go see producer Justin and the specialist. It's going to be great. <laughs> uh, of course, I am joined here by my left, or at my left, by uh, Michael F. Florio. Uh, fresh and refreshed refreshed and, and rested and all those things that I can, may, may or not be able to say. Uh, welcome back. <laughs> we missed you on Monday. I miss being here. I listened to the podcast, though. Thank you to Matt Okada for holding it down and doing a great job. But yeah, it was weird not starting Monday morning getting to talk football with you. Well, we are back uh, and we're going to do it on this Wednesday. We got plenty on the show. We'll talk about some big name receivers that may or may not have us worried. Uh, we'll pick some sleepers for week five and we will break down the entirety of the Thursday and Sunday slate of games. We'll wait for Monday to talk about Monday because that's happening on Monday. Uh, so 
With all that said, let's get to some fantasy headlines and a big one coming out of Carolina. Christian McCaffrey is back at practice on Wednesday for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, simple question, right? If he plays for the Panthers, he's playing for you, right? Yeah, he's the best fantasy player in the game. So, yeah, if he's playing, you start him no matter what. So, uh, has been out with a hamstring injury. Chuba Hubbard has stepped in uh, and played well. I would say... Don't drop Hubbard just yet. I would still want Agreed. to wait and make sure that Christian McCaffrey is playing before uh, before I let go of Chuba Hubbard. But uh, once McCaffrey is back and in the lineup again, uh, that's kind of it for Chuba, right? Yeah, I, I would hold him even if, if McCaffrey starts this week, just in case McCaffrey, you know, retweaks that injury. But, yeah, I, I mean, you're never going to be able to start him as long as McCaffrey's healthy. Dude's playing like 95%. Of <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Uh, next up, another big piece of news. This out of Chicago, Matt Nagy on Wednesday has named Justin Fields the Bears' starting quarterback for the remainder of the season. This is the news we've been waiting for. I've been wanting clarity on this quarterback situation. They've got the Raiders this week in Las Vegas. Um, I mean, is it as simple as saying, like, are you comfortable playing Justin Fields this week? It's like you said, we've been waiting for this news since basically the NFL draft, but I'm not as ecstatic as I should be because Justin Fields just hasn't played great as the Bears starter. And the big thing is he's not running, and we know he can run. He did it in college. He showed us in the preseason that he could add points with his legs. I'm hoping the play calling changes to fit Fields' style better. It is a good matchup this week, but with him and the Bears offense struggling, I think you keep him on your bench, and if he has a good game, then you could you could trust him after that. That is sort of what I'm concerned about right now with Justin Fields, namely that the offense looked for the last couple of weeks like it did under Andy Dalton in the sense that it seems like they're running the same kind of offense. When we saw him have success in the preseason, it was because they were able to get him out of the pocket, uh, let him use his legs. There have been no designed runs really for him in the offense so far. Hopefully that changes, especially this week when the Raiders have a very good pass rush and the Bears have a bad offensive line. I think having him just be there as a pocket passer, probably not going to work out too well for anybody. Uh, Staying in Chicago, an update on David Montgomery. We know that he left the game on Sunday with a knee injury. We now know that he's expected to miss four to five weeks. Not great, but the alternative was a potentially season-ending injury. So Damian Williams steps in as the next man up. Uh, Where do you have him ranked this week? I have him ranked as my RB17 because uh, Damian Williams has shown us for stretches that he can be a useful fantasy piece, and that's what I expect here. He played all of the snaps once Montgomery got hurt. Uh, he, he found the end zone. I expect him to get the bulk of the work to be utilized in the passing game as well. The only thing I will say on that front is I think if it was Andy Dalton, you could expect a couple more dump-offs. Justin Fields hasn't only thrown eight passes to running backs all year so far, so maybe not as involved in the passing game as we would have hoped but I think that he is an RB2 you could trust right now Uh, I do like the fact that the matchup is good against the Raider run defense which hasn't been great this year and the fact that Williams is going to get the bulk of the work Uh, I mean look the last time we really talked about him was in the Super Bowl a couple years ago when he was uh, running over the 49ers but beyond that this is a guy who's been a journeyman career backup does not have 500 rushing yards in a season by the way uh, anybody who's out there pumping Khalil Herbert, maybe slow down on that. <laughs> There's a reason that Herbert was the number three running back when David Montgomery was healthy. Uh, in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan says he believes Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance to play in week five. We were all getting our bodies ready for the Trey Lance experience after what we saw in the second half. Uh, we will wait to see what actually happens at quarterback. But let's just say for the sake of argument that Garoppolo is back to start. 
Is this better for guys like Debo Samuel and George Kittle? I think it's definitely better for Debo Samuel because Debo is on a roll right now. Like, he is a top five fantasy wide receiver on the year. He's playing the best football that we've ever seen him play. So I think if you have Debo Samuel, you don't want to see a change in quarterback. I think Lance could keep Debo at that same type of level, but you just don't want to anything that can go wrong at all for Debo right now. For George Kittle, I'm a little on the fence because Kittle hasn't been what we had thought he was going to be. And I think Trey Lance could do fine if he gets the starting job because the 49ers offense isn't one that asks a whole lot of their quarterback. Every year they're towards the top of the league in yards after the catch. So I think they could ask Trey Lance to make those short, simple throws and let the receivers do what they do. But he does add the deep ball to the offense that Jimmy G struggles with. So that that is the one thing I was really getting excited for. And, of course, the rushing ability of Trey Lance. Right. We, we definitely wanted to see Trey Lance in there because few, if any, people are starting Jimmy Garoppolo in yeah. fantasy. A lot more people would be interested in starting Trey Lance. The deep ball is kind of the big thing. And we saw last week he hit a deep shot to Debo. It it was not the best throw. It was it was <laughs> it was under throw. It was it looked like a nervous throw. It was a please don't let me mess this up kind of throw, and it got there. Uh, I feel like if he gets you know, some of those nerves out, maybe those deep shots will be better. Kittle's the interesting one, though, because as you said, he hasn't been great so far this year. Um, I know he's been dealing with some nagging injuries. Maybe that has played into it, uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. You know, this this could be another smokescreen from Kyle Shanahan because he's thrown it plenty lately. I, I heard you and Okada talking about this on the Monday podcast, and I was like, I don't believe a word Kyle Shanahan <laughs> says because at this point, now he's thinking about game planning. He wants you know everyone to have to plan for Jimmy G or Trey Lance. I just. I don't know, Mark. You you follow the 49ers very closely. Do you think we could even trust a word he says anymore? I can't anymore. Like I'm <laughs> I'm sort of like, you know, I just sort of take it as it comes and we'll find out probably Sunday morning at like 8:30, you know, right hour and a half before <laughs> kickoff. We'll figure out what is going to happen uh, with the 49ers quarterbacks. It's a big game though. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals who look red hot right now and the Niners uh, have lost back-to-back games and uh, you know. Yeah. The Cardinals might be, I mean, if not the best, one of the best teams in the NFC easily. They look like it right now. And if you're the 49ers, a loss uh, puts you several games back in the NFC West race and uh, makes things very difficult. Um, More quarterback news. This one out of Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin says uh, Ben Roethlisberger has some hip issues. Now he's dealing with that, that being Ben. uh, But he says he plans to play against the Denver Broncos. Um, One... How bad is Mason Rudolph that through all of this, uh, the, the Steelers are still looking at going with Ben Roth. I mean, the arm looks shot, the hip is bad, uh, but he still is the starter, according to Mike Tomlin. So that's one. But the, the bigger question is, um, with all of this, are we still okay with Deontay Johnson starting in our lineups? Yeah, I am. Uh, I, I think, I mean, Deontay Johnson leads the NFL in targets per game right now. And I know Big Ben, we're very worried about him. We don't think he looks great. So much of that, though, is because he doesn't have any arm strength left. That leads to a lot of quick passes like you're seeing right here, where Deontay Johnson can quickly get open. It's what he does best. It's why he is their top target. He just gets open quicker than the other receivers. And then he's really good with the ball in his hands after the catch. So, I still rank him every week as a wide receiver, too. I think he has higher upside than that, and I think his floor is safe enough where you could start him. Cannot say that about Juju or or Claypool or any of those guys. And Marcus, I think this is a situation where Big Ben knows if he sits, he might never get the job back again, <laughs> so he's just trying to play through these injuries. And I'm, I'm done with Mason Rudolph. I'm rooting to see Dwayne Haskin get a chance because at least there's some unknown there with him. I think that, for me, that would be the next – 
the next link in the chain. Uh, you know, I, I know that I have no say in what the Steelers do with their quarterback depth chart, but we've seen we've seen the Mason Rudolph show. Too much of him. We've seen it. Like, <laughs> let's give us something new. Uh, if it's not going to be Ben Roethlisberger, I'll say this: Deontay Johnson will get targets. We might get another 19 target game for Najee Harris too in here somewhere too. If, if- Na- Najee Harris is an RB one. I mean, this guy doesn't. <laughs> he's played 92 percent of the snaps this year. There's only one other running back that's played over 80 percent. Like this guy doesn't leave the field. He gets the target. Targets. Him and Deontay are the only two Steelers I want on any of my fantasy rosters. I mean, Juju, you could have been in Kansas City, man. I, you know, <laughs> you know how bad it is for Juju. I saw people on Twitter making the case, don't drop him because he could get traded. Like we're at Eesh. that point with Juju now. Oh, that is some gold. That's some gold medal level gymnastics. <laughs> trying to make that happen. All right, got three big questions as we head into Week Five. So uh, let's start. With a handful of underperforming wide receivers, three of them to be exact, Calvin Ridley, C.D. Lamb, and Allen Robinson, of those three, which one worries you the most? It's Allen Robinson, even with Justin Fields now at quarterback for the Bears going forward. I mean, Calvin Ridley is still seeing double-digit targets per week, and with as talented as Ridley is, he's going to get more productive than that. Lamb, I've been wrong on him to start, but... Dak and the offense are still one that you can trust. When it comes to Allen Robinson, I mean, the volume hasn't been there. Since week one, he has 13 targets in his last three games. He has one game with over 40 yards this year. And with Justin Fields specifically, Robinson isn't the top target. It's Darnell Mooney. Mooney has 15 targets from Fields this year. Robinson has 13. Mooney also has more catches and yards from Fields. So I think the the ceiling with Fields is still high for Allen Robinson, but we need to see it. And right now, Marcus, I don't think he is a guy that you have to start each and every week. I kind of feel in the same way, which is not how I thought I would feel no. uh, you know, back in August. But it has been, at least before today, it was the, the lack of clarity in the offense. I mean, we had Matt Nagy for a while just refusing to commit to Justin Fields. Now that he has... Uh, I just want to see it. I want to see how this offense works because uh, it has been incredibly inconsistent. You know, and they haven't had, I think, a great week. Uh, they've just had bad weeks and not so bad weeks. <laughs> um, so I, I do. I want to see more. I mean, I, I keep saying that Allen Robinson has been a master of making chicken salad out of you know what um, until this year. And so I, I just want to see him perform before I feel a lot more comfortable getting him in the lineup. Hopefully the consistency of knowing who his quarterback's going to be for the rest of the year will help make this thing a little bit better. Ridley's still going to see a ton of targets. C.D. Lamb, I think I think what we've learned, it's going to be inconsistent with, with the Cowboys wide receivers, but the passing volume is such that C.D. Lamb is still going to have his big games in there. Uh, Robinson's the only one that I can't really see a clear path right now to, to him having the kind of success we're used to seeing from him. Yeah. Scary. Um, all right. The quarterback most likely to end the season inside the top ten. Uh, Jalen Hurts, who right now I think is the quarterback three, Sam Darnold, who is QB five, and Daniel Jones, who is QB six. I will go with Jalen Hurts, but I think it's unfair of producer Hytham to make us choose one of these three because it, it very well might be all of them. Like Daniel Jones is running and looking really well. Sam Darnold is the new goal line back for the Panthers and looking like a potential franchise quarterback. Marcos, kudos to your Trojans. But it's Jalen Hurts to me, at least. Since this guy's taken over as the starter, he has shown us why we were all so excited to get him in our fantasy lives because of what he's doing right there on screen. He can run. And in games, every game this year, he has over 20 fantasy points. There was a game 
on national TV where he compared what he did on the field to bowel movements, and yet <laughs> he still scored over 20 fantasy points because of what he can do with his legs. I mean, I, I think all three of these guys have a strong case, but to me, Jalen Hurts right now is locked in top 10 fantasy quarterback, I think. And he has exceeded my expectations for him, too. I, I figured he had a chance to be a QB1, but when I thought that, I was thinking 10, 11, 12, something like that. The fact that he has given you uh, 20, 21 points has been his floor so far this season. That has been the low number yeah. for him. And it's 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 by hook or by crook, right? He's he's had games where he's thrown for over 300 yards. Uh he's had, you know, game we had a game where he ran for 82 yards and a touchdown. So he has done it multiple. Although the fact that he only has one rushing touchdown, uh a little bit surprising. So yeah. he's, he's done a lot of it with his arm for a team that, you know, is sort of mediocre right now. But I think good. he could get more rushing touchdowns because, I mean, Miles Sanders hasn't been great at all this year. And then Kenny Gainwell, as good as he is playing, he's not a goal line type of runner. So I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if as the year goes on, Hurts rushing touchdowns start to go up. But the yards are sustainable, whereas with like Sam Darnold, I don't think he's going to have this many rushing touchdowns at the like keep this pace up all year. Are you tell me he's not going to lead the NFL in rushing touchdowns <laughs> when the year is he's over? He's this year's version of Cam Newton. Yeah, right. I mean, look, same same uh, same franchise and everything too. So there we go. Who knows? Uh, speaking of running backs, which running back is most likely to rebound from a slow start between Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, and Chris Carson? Maybe this is my Jonathan – I mean, maybe. It definitely is my Jonathan <laughs> Taylor bias coming into play, but I think it's Jonathan Taylor because the opportunities have been there for JT. He just – he was struggling, like, to, to score touchdowns, but he showed us this week, hey, he can get them in and score touchdowns. I, I just trust him a little bit more. The thing is – the Saints aren't throwing to Alvin Kamara right now, and that's with no Michael Thomas. Like, he has less than five targets in three of his four games this year. He In his last three years prior to 2021, he had less than five targets in just 25% of, the, of games, with a third of the games that he failed to get five targets coming with Taysom Hill. So with Drew Brees, we were just banking on him getting six-plus targets every week. That's not the case anymore. Now he's being used like a workhorse, getting like 20 carries a game, which you love to see. But if the receptions aren't there, I really worry about Alvin Kamara. So I am I'm still believing in Alvin Kamara, right? Um, I will say that last week was disconcerting. He had zero targets. The first time in his career that he played a game and did not get a target. So that is definitely worrisome. But I also feel like when you look at that Saints offense, especially when you look at that passing game, that's something that has to be corrected. That cannot be sustained because, as you mentioned, they still don't have Michael Thomas. Uh, Marquez Calloway has not really been a playmaker like we thought he would in the preseason. Uh, Deontay Harris has, like, one big chunk play, and that's sort of it. If they're going to throw the football, they've got to get it to Kamara. They've got to get him out in space. And I, I think that at some point Sean Payton's going to look at this and realize that 41 has to be the focal point of the offense. So I feel like, you know, I feel like things are going to turn around for him. Maybe this is me sort of just believing in a guy that was a top three pick in a lot of leagues. Um, but I feel like he's the one who's going to bounce back at some point. We agree it's not Chris Carson. It's not Chris Carson. <laughs> uh, his touches have gone down every single week. And he's dealing with the neck thing now, too. Yeah. Shane. Alex Collins, grab him if he's still out there. Yeah, man. Riverdance your way to a fantasy win <laughs> at some point. Time for a quick break. When we come back, we'll have game previews coming up next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. 
That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot uh, that brings us to our game previews, at least the start of our game previews. And we will begin with Thursday Night Football, a big one in the NFC West. The Rams uh, coming off a blowout loss to the Cardinals. We got the uh, the reggae air horn in here. That Okay. Uh, <laughs> against the Seahawks, uh, who got a much-needed win last week against the 49ers. Uh, and this will play a lot into the race in the NFC West. But uh, fantasy-wise, uh, which guy in this game are you paying? attention to I think Daryl Henderson is a must start option this week and I want to give credit to uh, John Daigle of NBC Edge he put this on Twitter and I, I hadn't realized that 
Daryl Henderson has played 110 of 120 snaps in his two full games this year with 30 of the 34 carries, 100% of the targets, and 100% of the touches inside the 10-yard line. So the opportunities are all going to Henderson when he is healthy. Uh, and, and the Rams' offense is one that you want to get a piece of. With Matt Stafford firing the ball the way he is, it's only going to help open things up near the line of scrimmage. And it doesn't hurt that Seattle has allowed the second-most fantasy points to running backs. So good matchup with plenty of volume there in a game where I think the Rams are going to come out kind of angry too after what happened last week. I do think they're going to come out looking to score early and often. And what what you talked about with Henderson is sort of the reason that I was drafting him. I was making him like a, a third or fourth round pick in a lot of leagues, and I feel like there were people who who felt like and told me that that I was maybe reaching for him a little bit. But um, while I didn't think he would play maybe that high a percentage of the snaps, I did think there was going to be a lot of work for him. And that Matt's, having Matt Stafford you know, back defenses up was going to help him a lot. So uh, that's worked out. It just makes me wonder what would have been with Cam Akers. Yeah. <laughs> and I know how high you were on Cam Akers, too. So, you know. Yeah. You know next year. Henderson has been fun, though. Henderson has been fun. And, you know, there's, there's always next year. Hopefully Cam Akers is, is back healthy again uh, for 2022. Uh, Browns at the Chargers, who you talked about the Cardinals looking like one of the best teams in the league. I think we've got to throw the Chargers in there, too. I do, too. With what they did. I know they have the one loss to the Cowboys, uh, but with what they did uh, against the Raiders uh, at home in a game that – so I'll say this. Uh, you know, you guys might have heard that we are right next door to SoFi Stadium. I know no one's ever mentioned that on any show uh, on this network, but um, as I was leaving work on Monday – I saw the Raider fans coming in, and I would say that at least uh, you know, anecdotally on my drive out, Raider jerseys outnumbered Charger jerseys probably about 15 to 1. Wow. Um, so it was it was a de facto home game for the Raiders. Uh, so for the Chargers to kind of withstand that and, and get some big stops, make some big plays, and get that win, uh, that was impressive. Uh, as for fantasy... I think this is a week you got to be worried about Mike Williams. Um, and I thought I thought he'd have a good game against the Raiders on Monday night. He really didn't. Now I'm very worried about him against the Cleveland Browns because the Browns have a much better secondary than what we saw out of Las Vegas so far this season. Plus they have a better pass rush. And I, I say that with you know considering how well Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe have played at the start of the year. Um, neither one of them is Miles Garrett. Uh, who, side oh. note. Side note. Did you see Miles Garrett posted a picture of himself like with his super muscly arms uh, on Twitter, and he said he immediately got a call from the league office about uh, taking a random drug test. <laughs> That's that is how much like the Hulk he looks right now. So uh, Mike Williams has been amazing to start the year. I think he will continue to be amazing throughout the totality of the football season. Uh, but this is a week I'm a little bit worried about having him in my lineup. Yeah, because like he had he was open downfield for what should have been an over 80-yard touchdown last week, but because of the pass rush, Herbert had to rush. He missed him. That That is possible to happen again this week, but with the Browns' pass rushers, I think a lot of dump-offs to Austin Eckler again. Uh, I think that might be that might be in the cards, which, <laughs> look, if you got Eckler, you're, you're pretty excited about that. Uh, Bears at the Raiders. So the Raiders coming off uh, that tough loss. The Bears, uh, they bounced back with a win last week against the Lions. Who should we uh, be thinking about for this one? I think you should beware of Josh Jacobs in this one. And, and Josh Jacobs played on Monday night. I, I know he was up in the air, so some people might have benched him. I, I started him in a league, and I – didn't feel great about doing so. And then watching him play 13 carries for 40 yards, he didn't get involved. I mean, he did have the five catches for 17, but if you have five catches, I feel like you should have more than 17 yards. Uh, Josh Jacobs just doesn't look fully healthy to me. Watching him play on Monday night, he looked slow. 
Uh, so I, I am worried because the Bears, the, the strength of their defense is up front. So I, I, I am concerned. I, I have feared, Marcus, that this could just become the Derek Carr show again where he's throwing for nearly 400 yards. I mean, it's very, very possible. The other part of that, too, is uh, Peyton Barber looks like he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. He's got turf toe. So if you are the Raiders, uh, I mean, where do you go? The I don't think they believe in Kenyon Drake. No. I mean, he's barely on the field. They gave him a bunch of money to to be a backup running back, no matter who is the starter. No matter who is. I mean, Josh Jacobs went down, and Peyton Barber stepped in <laughs> and started getting all the touches. I think I think Kenyon Drake had one carry for two yards on the yeah. play. That was it. Um, so, yeah, it, it doesn't look great for the Raider running game, so it very well could be a, a big Derek Carr week. Uh, last one in this block, uh, 49ers. At the Cardinals, talked about that being a very, very big game. Uh, I would tell you, beware of George Kittle. Um, Some of it is the fact that he's just been a little bit banged up over the last couple of weeks, not 100% healthy. Last week, though, the Niners tried to get him involved early. He ended up with 11 targets, which is good. Those targets turned into four catches for 40 yards. That's not so good. And now throw in the fact that we are still waiting to see exactly who is going to be the quarterback this week for San Francisco, if it's Jimmy Garoppolo or if it is Trey Lance. Um, I mean, look, chances are you don't have somebody on your roster with as high a ceiling as George Kittle. There's nobody on the waiver wire with as high a ceiling as George Kittle. Um, But... Just just be wary in what is a, a pretty tough matchup against a very good defense in Arizona. So yeah. I, I'm a volume guy usually. Seeing eleven targets, I, I love that. I'm like how I have to feel good about that, right? But then four catches forty like it's been a weird year for George Kittle. I, I don't understand how they haven't like like they know how to use George Kittle. It it doesn't make <laughs> sense to me. Uh, yeah, by the way, I should mention, uh, I talked about that Thursday night football game between the Rams and the Seahawks. Uh, you can see that game on Amazon Prime. And uh, on NFL Network. Make sure I got that right. Did I get that right, Producer Hytham? Amazon, Fox, and the NFL Network. See, so I'd forgotten one partner. That was uh, that was my bad. Sorry about that. Uh, so, yeah, be sure to check that game out, too. Should be a really interesting one. Continuing our game previews as we get ready for week five. Broncos at the Steelers. Um, I looked at this game on the schedule. Like, I tried to make myself excited about it. I just – I I really can't. Like, they're both fine. There's nothing really exciting about them. Uh, except you have a guy that you are excited about for this one. Yeah, I think I, – I said earlier you could start Deontay Johnson. I think the only other player I, I want to start with any confidence in this game is Najee Harris, who I, I think is a must-start RB1 each and every <laughs> week. Um, you see there, start him like a boss. This guy, I, I said it earlier, 92% of the snaps he has played this year. The only other running back over 80 is Alvin Kamara at 82%. This guy just doesn't leave the field. He only has topped 100 scrimmage yards once, but it doesn't matter when you're getting volume the way he is. He's Used in the passing game, he's their goal line runner. He has topped 19 fantasy points in three straight. Uh, approached 30 in one of those games, showing his ceiling. Uh, he RB five on the year, must start guy. But in this game, if if Teddy Bridgewater doesn't start and it's Drew Locke, I think you start Noah Fant just because tight ends, and that's <laughs> kind of it in this game. Like maybe Melvin Gordon, but I'd be trying to get away from pretty much everyone. Yeah, I, t- I guess that's why I just looked at this game and I just felt kind of meh about yeah. the whole thing. Like there's nothing about it that's exciting. I mean, the, the Bronco defense has been pretty good. We know the Steeler defense uh, has been pretty good, but just both offenses are so underwhelming. Yeah, I'm sorry for, for your eyes for whoever is going to watch this game. <laughs> uh, uh, the Saints at the Washington football team. 
Uh, I don't know that there is a team that has been more confusing than the New Orleans Saints through the first four weeks of the season. It was like, blow out the Packers, get locked down by the the Panthers. Uh, who they, they, they handled the? Who, I can't remember who they. Been the Pat. Oh wait. Um. In week three, the Patriots. They beat the Patriots yes. in week three. It's just, it's just such an, uh, a roller coaster with them so far. Um, but I will say that I have a sleeper of Taylor Heineke, who uh, the last few weeks has been giving you twenty fantasy points and uh, sort of, sort of a lesser version of Jalen Hurts. You know, some weeks he's doing it with his arms, some weeks he's doing it with his legs, putting things together. The Saints' defense has been okay, not, not great, not terrible. Um, but just the way Heineke is playing, uh, and I'm not telling you in like a one QB league. Don't don't sit here and you know tell me that you started you know Taylor Heineke over yeah, I don't know name a, a quarterback. Don't you know Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts, right? Like I started him over Josh Allen. Like don't don't do that. <laughs> um, but if you're in a super flex league, if you're in a two QB league, uh, Taylor Heineke. I think it's we reached the point where you got to at least pay attention to what he's doing and why. No, I completely agree. I, I like this call a lot. He's running the ball more too, which is something that I like to see out of him. He he reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. I mean, he's a gunslinger. He's not afraid to air the ball out. He'll use his legs a bit. Uh, and if we're talking super flex leagues or two quarterback markets in this game. I think you should pick up uh, Taysom Hill right now because things aren't going great for, for Jameis, and Hill's been getting a little bit more usage. I do have Taysom in a couple of leagues. I haven't had the, the stones to put him in a lineup just yet. Um, we'll see. Cause switch could happen. The switch could happen. The, the Jameis experiment is not going well uh, in New Orleans right now. Uh, by the way, Taylor Heineke, 20, 21, and 27. Those are the last uh, consistent totals for him. Uh, starting there in Washington. Uh, Giants at the Cowboys. Big game in the NFC East. Giants still trying to really get on track. The Cowboys looking like a legitimate Super Bowl contender through the first four weeks of the season. Uh, who are we Who are we talking about for this one? Yeah, there's so much offensive firepower in this game that uh, I went with a not-so-obvious name, though, of Kadarius <laughs> Tony. I, I mean, you know to start Zeke and Saquon and, and those other guys, but Tony, I think, is a deeper sleeper here. You have to watch if Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton are going to play because if those guys are active, I like Tony a little bit less. But last week with those guys out, nine targets at 20. 25% target share. He caught six of them for 78 yards, gave you nearly 14 fantasy points. And let's not forget, this was the Giants' first-round pick this year. He is raw. Like, like he needs work with his route running a little bit. But when he has the ball in his hands, you could see it here. He is such a dangerous runner that... I think the Giants are going to try to once again manufacture touches for him if those other receivers are out in a game where they're likely going to need to put up points to keep up with Dak and the Cowboys' offense. Um... John Ross, real or mirage? Mirage. <laughs> like, that's a best ball play, right? Like, you just hope he catches that long <laughs> touchdown. But I, I'd rather go Tony than, than John Ross. I, I agree. I, uh, I I actually had him as a sleeper last week, too. I think that continues. And like you said, if, if there's no Sterling Shepard or Darius Slayton, uh, then it very much happens. Look. Joe Judge said they wanted to get him more involved, and that definitely happened uh, on Sunday. I know a lot of people were looking at Colin Johnson. He ended up – I don't think he got any targets at all. I started him in our 2014 research league, and he gave me zero points. There you go. (laughs) So there's the the, the book on Colin Johnson right now. Uh, By the way, if you want more information like this, be sure to check out the Stardom Sit'em Show. It's Michael F. Florio. It's Kimmy Checks. It's Adam Rank. Uh, And then you guys – And money guns. And money guns. Oh, we'll be breaking out the money guns tomorrow. It'll be a good time. Yeah, man. Uh, It's funny. I got – I don't know if I don't know if they showed you if you guys watched the show, but uh, uh, there, there's like money, hundred dollar bills that have all of our faces on it, which, <laughs> which 
sort of made me feel like Prince Hakeem in Coming to America. So uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool. But check it out, the Money Guns. Uh, you can see that, of course, at all the normal places, the NFL Fantasy app, NFL app, NFL.com, and on YouTube as well. Uh, it airs 4 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, so uh, be sure to check that one out. Stick around, because we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk about DJ Moore and if he can continue to be this good all season. Plus, we'll keep a look going uh, at the rest of the games for Sunday. That's next on the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to symbiotica.com. That's C Y M B I O T I K A dot Let's talk some Eagles at the Panthers. Specifically, let's talk about DJ Moore, who has been amazing so far this season. I didn't think he would be quite this great, uh, but through the first four weeks of the season, DJ Moore is your wide receiver four. So the question is, can he continue to be a top five wide receiver all season long? 
Yeah, I think so. Like, maybe he falls out of the top five and he's like six or seven, but I think he's a wide receiver one, that, and that's how we should be valuing him. I know fantasy Twitter has loved this guy for a couple of years now, and they love his talent, but he's finally as a quarterback that is just peppering him with targets. Like, it's a reason why... Terrace Marshall Jr. is not a thing, and Robbie Anderson hasn't been a thing because all the target volume is going to DJ Moore. The last three weeks, he's seen double-digit targets in each, and the Eagles were a matchup that was a little bit scary uh, until four wide receivers. They had shut down Lamb and Cooper, but that now looks more like just part of the Cowboys' offense. Tyreek Hill went out last week and balled out against them, so I I don't fear starting DJ Moore. In fact, I have him ranked as the wide receiver six this week. The volume is what surprises me the most about it, and and I've said this before. I felt like Robbie Anderson was a nice draft pick because of the connection that he and Sam Darnold had while playing for the Jets together. It just hasn't materialized. I don't know that Anderson even has 60 receiving yards in a game so far this season. Um, DJ Moore has been amazing. I think the only thing that will potentially slow him down is when Christian McCaffrey comes back because a lot of those targets are going to yeah. go to McCaffrey. But until then, uh, it is it is full speed ahead with uh, with DJ Moore. Uh, Packers at the Bengals. And what is, I think, a sneakily good game? Both teams are 3-1. and one. The Bengals, I think, are better than, than we gave them credit for. But let's talk about Devontae Adams, who uh, is the wide receiver 8. Uh, and aside from that week 1 game where everybody on the Packers was bad, Devontae Adams has been okay. Uh, but... If we were redrafting today, is he still a first-round pick? Yeah, to me, I think he is. He's averaging over 11 targets per game right now with a 36% target share. And if that's not good enough, he's giving you 123 air yards per game. The opportunity has been there. The issue is the touchdowns really haven't. He only has one on the year, like you said, Marcus. But despite that, this guy is still giving you, like, Almost take away week one, he's giving you over 20 points per game. So you have to love that. Uh, I think the touchdowns will come. We knew there was going to be regressions, not just for Adams, but for the Packers as a whole. Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to throw near 50 again. But I expect better days ahead for Adams. The touchdowns will come, and once they do, this guy is going to be the wide receiver. And not only the wide receiver one, like I have him ranked as the overall wide receiver one again this week. It's really the touchdowns that have been sort of the big difference. Um, If we go back to last year, through the first four weeks, he only had two touchdowns. Now, obviously the caveat in that statement is that he missed weeks three and four because he was injured, but let's remember last year he started kind of, uh, you know, he had the huge week one, he got hurt in week two, missed the next couple weeks, then just went on a ridiculous tear the rest of the season. So I think I think the reason you drafted him in the first round is because of what the ceiling is and because of just the, the utter consistency he has within that offense. Uh, I, the touchdowns will be there, the yards will be there, um, and so I, I mean... I shouldn't say that. I'm saying it like wide receiver eight is an utter disappointment, <laughs> which it's absolutely not. Uh, it's just that, you know, sometimes we expect those video game numbers. And, you know, it hasn't happened yet, but there's still a lot of season left to go. If someone has, like, a, a DJ Moore or Debo Samuel and there's someone in your league with Devontae Adams that's, like, one and three or two and two, like, I think that's a trade that you try to make just because people – they're very reactionary, especially early on in fantasy football. This is a week-to-week game, and uh, when a week <laughs> does not go well, people tend to get a little bit nervous sometimes. Uh, all right. Uh, other game previews, the Dolphins at the Buccaneers, the Battle of the Sunshine State, and uh, I'm going to say 
you can start Mike Gesicki in this one uh, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett still at quarterback for the Dolphins, and he has been a guy who historically has targeted running backs and tight ends very heavily. Mike Gesicki has continued to be a big part of this passing game. But the other part of this is the Bucks have been pretty loose against fantasy tight ends so far this season. I mean, they if there is a weakness to this defense, it is uh, in the passing game. I mean, they've got a good pass rush up front. But if they're if those guys aren't getting there, uh, the guys in the back end have had some problems. They've got injuries in the secondary. There's a reason they they brought in Richard Sherman and started him immediately because uh, they need some help in that part of the of the defense. So uh, Mike Gesicki, who is you know I, I always look at him as sort of those mid range tight ends that don't really super excite you. But this week I'm excited about Mike Gesicki. He's a top ten tight end for me. I have to decide him or Tyler Higby in a league, and I keep going back and forth on that one. Mm, that's gonna be a that's gonna be an all week decision for you. Yeah, <laughs> I just keep switching them in and out all week. <laughs> uh, Jets and Falcons, the first London game of the season. It is a kickoff at 9:30 a.m. Eastern. You can see that game on NFL Network as we sit and enjoy uh, a little bit of God Save the Queen. I'm going to refrain from doing the English accent because mine is terrible and I don't want to offend any of my friends. <laughs> Same. Uh, east east of the Atlantic. Uh, but in terms of the actual football on the field, uh, what are we doing for this one? I think Cordell Patterson is yes. the start, Marcus. I think he's a must-start yes. at this point. I mean, what more does the guy have to do? This past week, he scored 34.6 fantasy points. And in each of the last three games, he's over 16. He leads the, the Falcons in scrimmage yards basically every week now. I said last week I liked him more than Mike Davis. I don't even think it's that close anymore. I know Davis <laughs> is playing more snaps. But the targets are all going to Patterson. You see on the screen, they'll take downfield shots with him. They'll use him out wide. They'll use him in the backfield there Arthur Smith credit to him he's doing what no one has really been able to do the last 10 years and that's figure out how to u- utilize uh, Cordell Patterson I think as he is hot right now you have to get him in your lineup he's a top 20 running back for me he's not going to give you 35 every week but his floor is looking pretty safe and his ceiling is very high so they are starting to use the nickname score Daryl because Ooh, I like it scores a whole lot and I-, I feel like Matt Okada actually nailed it right that what the Falcons are doing with him is they're like, hey, this dude is an excellent kick returner, right? I mean, he's one of the greatest kick returners ever. Let's just get him out in space with the ball in his hands. Let's let's make it as much like a kick return as we possibly can, and it's paid dividends. Um, it feels like a really easy, simple concept, but it took this long for somebody to figure it out. So, uh, doesn't always have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. <laughs> you know, maybe sometimes we're too smart for our own good. Uh, Titans at the Jaguars. It uh, it's a big game for both these teams. I mean, look, the Titans have to rebound after a shocking loss to the Jets. The Jaguars, they just need something to feel good about because I don't know if you've heard, it has been, uh, it's not been the greatest week. Not great. Not great down in Jacksonville (laughs) right now. But uh, I will say this, if you are a Jaguars fan, you can start Marvin Jones. That is a thing you can feel good about. Uh, I know he wasn't particularly great last week uh, in that game against Cincinnati, but I think he bounces back this week uh, in part because the, the Jags need to get back to throwing the ball. To, uh, as, as my friend Matt Harmon would say, just throw it to your good players. And <laughs> Marvin Jones is one of their good players. I think they're going to get him involved, plus the Titans. Uh, their secondary has not been great this year. I, I feel like if there's a chance for the Jaguars to kind of get something going offensively, it's it's going to be getting the ball to Marvin Jones. Yeah, and if fantasy doesn't work out for Harmon, I, I would hire him as my coach with that philosophy. Right? <laughs> it makes sense. Just throw it to your good players. <laughs> Sometimes this can be a really simple game. 
Got a few more games left on the Week 5 slate to preview. We'll start with the Lions and the Vikings. Uh, neither team particularly great to start the season, but uh, I don't know, maybe kind of interesting. Um, what, are you, what are you watching here? I got another deep sleeper wide receiver, someone that I know we both liked a lot coming into the year, Marcus, Amon Ross St. Brown from USC. Uh, I I thought that Amon Ross St. Brown coming into the year could have been Jared Goff's Detroit version of Cooper Cup. He's a big-bodied slot receiver that can do damage after the catch. It was a slow start for the rookie, but the Lions have been searching for any one of their receivers to step up, and that's what St. Brown did in week four. Eight targets, a team-high eight targets, six catches, which also led the lines, and 70 receiving yards. And I think if you come away from that game, like, how do you not get St. Brown more involved? Uh, So I'm feeling pretty good about him. I I think if he's out there on your waiver wire, you could grab him. More of a deeper league player to start, but just someone with some upside that I would grab for cheap off the waiver wire. I I drafted him late in a lot of spots, and I've held on to him in a number of them uh, where where I haven't had, like, a lot of injuries or anything like that because I think eventually it's going to come around. Um, you know, this Lions offense can't live on Khalif Raymond alone. That's, or that's just throwing to the running back. <laughs> right. Like, eventually, you have to get a receiver doing something. <laughs> that was kind of all I had on that. So, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Patriots at the Texans. Uh, New England coming off that tough, heartbreaking loss to the Buccaneers. The Texans. Uh, I remember after week one, we we're like, hey, maybe they aren't as bad as we thought because like, they blew out the Jaguars. Yeah. And we we're like, yeah, no. About that. About that. <laughs> uh, they, they really are as bad as, as we thought they were going to be. Uh, so, I would say because of that, the Patriots defense is a nice sleeper pick this week if you're looking to stream a defense. Uh, I mean, look, this offense, this Texans offense, not that we expected it to be great, but it was certainly a whole lot better when it was Tyrod Taylor versus Davis Mills. Uh, last week was an absolute low point. I mean, we thought a couple weeks ago that it wasn't going to get worse offensively for any team than what we saw with the Bears against the Browns. Uh, and then the Texans were like, hold our beer. Um, <laughs> they, they they got blown out and shut out by the Bills. I'm sure you didn't shed a single tear about that, Florio. <laughs> uh, it's just it is a mess right now. And so, you know, get the Patriots defense in there and let them, you know, kind of beat up on that Texans offense for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, completely agree. I was trying to get them off waivers in a lot of leagues this week. All right. Uh, and then our last one, Sunday Night Football, when this one should be an absolute gym, uh, certainly a playoff preview, maybe even an AFC championship preview, possibly. Uh, it's the Bills at the Chiefs. Uh, I know you are watching this for a lot of reasons, but particularly from a fantasy standpoint, what are you watching? I think you could start Dawson Knox in this one. And Dawson Knox, I know coming into last week, we were like, all right, all he's doing is catching touchdowns. But He's a tight end, so if you're (laughs) catching a touchdown, you're a useful fantasy tight end. But what I love about him is last week, eight targets, season high for him. Four of them came in the red zone markets. He now has six red zone targets in his last three games. His fantasy points have increased in every week this year. He doesn't have less than eight in a game, and that was in a game without a touchdown. So... He's looking like he has a safe floor of around eight fantasy points, but if he catches that touchdown, all of a sudden now you're looking at double digits, potentially even like 15 or so. So I think you could get Dawson Knox in there, but Marcus, I think this is a game where you basically could start almost everybody in it because I expect a lot of points. Start, yeah. Look, if you've got a Bill or if you've got a Chief, you're starting them in this game because uh, this could be an absolute track meet between these two teams. And uh, Dawson Knox, man, I, I liked him before the season as kind of a deep sleeper. And so far, uh, it has looked that way. Also, we, we were talking before the show. I mean, anybody who has Stefan Diggs is a little bit worried. And I think the reason is Josh Allen has found other guys that he can throw the football to. So it's not like it's not like Stefan Diggs is going to get 
12, 15 targets a game anymore. Yeah, I, I would be trying to trade for Diggs too, but I do agree. Like with, with the amount of weapons the Bills have, they're going to spread the ball around. And also, Marcus, we're going to get a Josh Gordon sighting on Sunday night. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Everybody, fantasy Twitter is going to be on pins and needles uh, if Josh Gordon gets on the field for the Kansas City Chiefs. As we wrap up the show, let's get you some of our sleeper picks for week five. Uh, we got two each. I will let you go first. I, I know you said to start Marvin Jones Jr., and I do agree with that. But I also think LaVisca Chenault is a sleeper in this one. I, I love the usage that he had last week. His target share last week was 32%, and he saw 95 air yards. Both of those were a single-game career high. I know a lot of the air yards came on this one play where it was kind of a broken play. Chanel got open downfield, but hey, with no DJ Chark there, they're going to need someone to step up and take more shots downfield. I think the offense now is going to run through him and Marvin Jones Jr., so I know it was a little bit of a rough start to the year, but with Chark being out, I think Chanel is now someone that I'm... I have him as like a wide receiver three or a flex option, so I, I think you could start him. I, I'm very much back in on LaVisca Chenault after a slow start to the season. DJ Chark does change a lot of things. Uh, I'm going to go with Gerald Everett in Seattle, in part because it's a revenge game this week against the Los Angeles Rams, a chance to get back at his old team. Uh, he is off the COVID list. They are expecting him to play this week. If there's one thing we know about Russell Wilson and the Seahawks offense, they love their tight ends, especially down near the goal line, and I think in a week where if you are the Rams, you're going to focus a lot of attention on trying to slow down DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Uh, maybe this opens some things up in the middle of the field for Gerald Everett to make some plays. Uh, your next one, you're staying in the same game, though, for that. Yeah, I am. I'm going to go with Alex Collins here. And I liked Alex Collins before it came out that Chris Collins uh, – Chris Carson wasn't practicing yesterday. Uh, the thing with Collins is he had a, a 10 carries for 44 yards and a touchdown last week, plus two targets. And after the game, Pete Carroll was really talking him up, saying that he provided a spark, that he can help ease the workload for Chris Carson, whose snaps and touches have been going down week by week, and now he's not practicing and he's injured. So I think Chris Collins is someone that you could pick up off the waiver wire with a lot of upside. And potentially, if Carson misses, you could start him this week. Alex Collins could be River dancing your way again to a, a fantasy win this week. Uh, my last one is Michael Carter, the rookie running back for the New York Jets. He is slowly taking over as the lead running back in this backfield, which is sort of what we expected. Tevin Coleman kind of being faded to the background a little bit. The The downside with Carter is that in a lot of weeks, we expect that the Jets are going to be trailing, so they're going to have to throw the football a lot. This is a week, though, where I expect the Jets will be in it for most of the game. They're taking on the Falcons in that game in London. London. Uh, I think they can score. I think they can move the football. And seeing him get those carries down near the goal line last week uh, was very encouraging. So if you drafted him, if you held on to him, uh, this is a week I think you can get him in your lineup against the uh, the Atlanta Falcons. I know there's a guy that, that we both sort of liked coming into this season. Yeah, I, I love the opportunity he's been getting. It's only a matter of time before he breaks a long run, too. That's kind of all we're waiting for uh, at this point. Uh, if you want more sleepers, be sure to check out my weekly sleepers column. comes out every Wednesday at NFL.com slash sleepers and be sure to check out NFL Fantasy Game Day on Sunday mornings. It's me. It's Michael F. Florio. It's Kimmy Checks. It's Adam Rank. We will have all the top starts, burning questions, sleepers, all that good stuff, actives and inactives getting ready for kickoff. Noon Eastern in the NFL Fantasy app, the NFL app, NFL.com, and YouTube. You probably know it by now because we've said it uh, a whole bunch of times, but uh, we missed you on Sunday. We didn't do anything I, special. I will be right? back and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll probably get something wrong on Sunday until 
people to start someone that's not going to do anything. So, I mean, that's, 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 that's been my tradition the last couple of weeks. You know what? If anything, you can put it on <laughs> Matt Okada because he's usually sitting in that YouTube uh, chat room, the, the, the message boards, uh, answering questions there. So, uh, if we get something wrong, we're going to say that it was Okada that actually told, <laughs> told us to tell you that. Um, Works for me. Right. It would take the heat off of us. That's uh, that's the way we kind of do things. All right. Uh, in the meantime, for us, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you hanging out with the NFL Fantasy Football Show. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, nothing sticks to Teflon. How does Teflon stick to the pan? Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Get vaccinated. And we'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.